the second Aliyah of Ayigash is short but very pivotal. It goes like this. Yehuda is in the middle of confronting Joseph. And he says, listen, when our father sees that the lad's not here, he will die. Your servants will have brought your servant, our father's white-haired head down to the grave in grief. If you ask why I'm arguing rather than one of my other brothers, the reason is because I, your servant, in order to convince Benjamin to let me come along with us, guaranteed to return the lad to my father, saying, if I do not bring him back to you, I will have sinned against my father and will forfeit the privilege of associating with him for all the rest of my lifetime, both in this world and in the afterlife. So now please, let me, your servant, remain as a slave to the Lord in place of this lad, since in this case, any case, I am stronger, I'm a better strategist, I'm more savvy, savvy in the ways of nobility. So I'll make a better soldier a servant, and let the lad go up to Canaan for his father. For how can I go up there to my father if my lad's not with you? Let me not be forced to witness the calamity that will befall my father. And it's at this moment, finally, after the whole game that Yosef played with his brothers, that we read over the past few days, that finally Yosef is ready. What's he ready for? He's ready to admit he's Yosef. Why is he ready? Because he saw that his brothers fought for a brother. That means they repented. If they are here to, to fight for a brother, specifically a favorite son, because Benjamin was the other son of Rachel, of his favorite wife, if they're willing to fight for Benjamin, even though they might be even jealous of him, that shows that they finally come to appreciate that family is family and that you fight for family no matter what and it's at that moment Yosef cannot hold back anymore but he could also not bear this, have his brother's shame in the presence of all people so he says have everyone leave my presence thus no man was left standing near Yosef when he made himself known to his brothers he broke out into loud weeping. The Egyptians who he told to leave heard it, and word spread until the servants and members of Paris household heard about it as well. Yosef said to his brothers in Hebrew, Ani Yosef, I'm Yosef, who you presume dead because you were not able to find me. Being that I am alive, my father has surely not been able to stop grieving for me for the past 22 years, as he would have been mourning someone who had really died. So can my father indeed still be alive after such prolonged, intense mourning? If so, this is surely nothing less than a miracle. But his brothers cannot bring themselves to answer him because they were disconcerted out of shame over what they had done to him. They shrank from his presence. Yosef then said to his brothers in a, more, in a softer, lovelier tone, Please come close to me. And when they came closer, he showed them that he was circumcised like them. He said, I am Yosef, your brother, who you sold into slavery in Egypt. But now do not be distressed or reproach yourself for having sold me into slavery. And here's the big words, the words that we all can take in. The words that Tanya tells us are the most pivotal words in forgiveness. He says, it was ultimately by Hashem's design for me to provide for your needs that God sent me ahead of you. For it has already been two years since there's been a famine in the land, and there's still five more years to come, that there'll be no plowing nor reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to ensure that you survive in the land and sustain you in an act of great deliverance. That's how we see the challenges of our life as a hand of Hashem.